welcome to the show. You are listening to the We Podcast, where we speak, we grow, we rise. I'm your host, Sarah Moneres, and I'm so excited to have you here with me today in episode number six. I get to talk with Brooke Cole, and Brooke is a mom of four, a wife, a designer, a curator of vintage goods and home decor, and owner of Brooklyn Finds Design Co. Brooke is also one of my longtime dear amazing friends. So you're just going to love our conversation where we talk about fear, putting yourself out there, acting in spite of the fear, social media, work-life balance, and belief in self. So I think these are a lot of things that we as women struggle with in general. So I know you're going to love this episode. Also, This show is sponsored by Eliza Quinn Creates. Eliza Quinn is changing the way you wear earrings, and I cannot wait for you to hear more about her work. It's absolutely amazing. My favorite earrings ever. (laughs) So you will want to stick around and hear about the amazing deal she has for only you, the We Podcast listeners. I promise you will want to hear this and not miss out. So, here we go. Hello, welcome. Today I have Brooklyn, a.k.a. Brooke. (laughs) Just joking, Brooke's her real name, but I call her Brooklyn. (laughs) With me, I'm very excited to have you here today. Brooke and I have been friends for a really long time. Um, I don't even know how long I, I never keep track. I'm bad about that kind of stuff, but years and years, 20 years, 25 years, something like that. Yeah. I think 20 years. We're not that old, but yeah. Oh. I think 20. <laughs> <laughs> don't date us. <laughs> a long time. We'll just say that. <laughs> Yay. And so I'm excited to be able to interview you today and just talk with you a bit about your story. Um, Also, I love being able to talk about how, how important friendship is and having a girlfriend um, like I have in you. You are amazing and have been a huge piece of my life and my growth and my journey and all of those things and just how vital those relationships are. So do you want to add anything to kind of how we met, how long we've known each other, all of that? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's fun. We, uh, looking back, meeting at UNC in college and just being here with you today, I'm super excited. So thank you for having me. And um, exactly. I just feel so thankful um, for your friendship over the years and this journey with you. So thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. (laughs) It's a bit different, right, than sitting and having coffee. Uh, (laughs) No pressure, no pressure. (laughs) No, but really, I've created, I've created this to really mimic kind of being able to just have a conversation, um, kind of like we do when we have coffee or whatever, because I feel like in those conversations is where the most growth takes place. And 
when you're having a conversation like I'm able to have with you, I feel like that's when our stories can truly be told because um, we're able to be vulnerable and uh, having that acceptance no matter what, that's been huge. Um, you are one of those people that I know will always love me and accept me. And there's, I can't even really put into words the power in that. So I want to encourage people to find those relationships as well if they don't have them already. But I would love to hear a bit. I mean, I know a lot about your story, but mm-hmm. our listeners don't. <laughs> right. So um, go for it. Take it away. Well, just a little bit about me. I have lived all over the country. I'm from New York and um, came out to UNC where I met you, Sarah, and just started the journey and then later met uh, my husband. We have four kids and live in Greeley, Colorado, and just love it and um, just feel blessed to be out here and with dear friends like you, Sarah, and and family. So that's a huge part of um, my life and journey. And with my business namesake, it's kind of fun looking back when I first met you and other people would call me Brooklyn thinking because I'm from New York and my name's Brooke. So like you shared, that's not my real name, but (laughs) it it kind of was a fun namesake um, going into um, my business that I know that we'll, we'll talk about um, a little bit, but um, I guess for me, I just have prided myself in being a good mom and staying home, but I realized that there's just so much more that I needed in having just that work-life balance. And I know you, Sarah, have been just one of those instrumental people in my life to encourage me and to help me find my gift set and what I'm passionate about. And I think it's easy a lot of times for women, but I think especially as a mom as well, to Mm -hmm. um, just not feel that guilt and to really um, hone in on um, what, what that looks like. So it's fun for me just to look back and to see where I am now and still growing, but such a huge part of that has been through dear friends, um, that have encouraged me along the way and have seen things in me that I did not see in myself. And, um, a lot of those people have been dear friends, family, and even acquaintances, even over the past couple months, and I just think it's it's so important for us, especially as women, to be lifting each other up and, and building each other up. And that's why I think seeing you where you're at, Sarah, is just so awesome for me as one of your close friends to see um, you doing all that you're doing to encourage women. So thank you. Aw, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Holy moly. Yes. There's been a lot that's happened for you the last couple of months, and I want to talk about that, but I want to go back a little bit further because I know a lot of times, especially the last couple of months, you've gotten a lot of publicity for your business, and I guess we should probably tell people what your business is first, <laughs> yes, but, uh, but <laughs> no, that's my business. 
<laughs> you are a mom. That is. But I, yeah, you're right. I didn't care. Thoughts. No, it's okay. But I think the important part, too, is a lot of times we see people and kind of when they're succeeding and um, they're growing and things are going well, but we don't know a lot about the backstory and kind of the hard work that it took to get there. And you talked about the mom guilt and that struggle for you. And do I work? Do I stay home? What does this even look like? Can I do both? I mean, all of that journey is so important. I feel to talk about because so many women, i I think experience that. Um, I know I do still uh, feeling guilty for having to travel or whatever in reconciling that within ourselves. So before you answer all of those things, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your business and what you do now? And then we can talk about kind of the buildup to get there. Sure. Um, I'm an interior decorator, designer, and I also do a lot of home staging. I do vintage pop-up shows where people can come and shop a lot of vintage goods. I really pride myself in helping clients create pretty unique home. Um, And I do that by a lot of times finding vintage Um, and unique pieces for people to incorporate into their home. So basically, I am an interior stylist and um, designer. It's probably the best way to describe. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you do beautiful work. And I am, my home is blessed that you are my friend. to joke that I'm so thankful I've been friends with you so long I don't have to pay you all the big bucks to counsel me and all my we can always trade for for therapy anytime Uh, I love it that's awesome (laughs) my porch is needing some help right now so I'm gonna need need you over soon (laughs) Um, I will just to to jump piggyback off of what I just shared too Sarah is Um, Another thing that I just love is being able to be an advocate for people in their homes. You started to, you know, say how I've been over there and we might rework your porch or a shelf or whatever. But I really know that over the years for me, I've had to be a good steward of the money that I've had in raising a family to try to create, you know, a beautiful space for us to, you know, be and welcome people into our home. But one of my favorite things is you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. And that's why I love what I'm able to do by finding unique things and using what you have and moving things around in people's spaces. So I think that's, um, I think a lot of times when people hear the word interior designer, they think a lot of money. And so that's something that I just really pride myself in because that's how my home is reflected. And that's what I like to encourage people in their home as well. Just, you know, it's not always a lot of expense to just use what you have or find unique things along the way. So, right. That's so true. You definitely have a 
unique and talented eye for being able to take something that's already there and just flip it around and put it there and here and <laughs> make it look way better than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> but I do agree. I think that people do think, oh, if I have an interior designer, I'm paying thousands and thousands, huge amounts of money, right? right. Um, so that is something that's unique about you is being able to do that on a budget. And the other thing that I love about your design is it truly is unique pieces, not something you can just go to Ikea or Target or, you know, some store like that and buy, but you are a treasure hunter, essentially, also. <laughs> that sounds way cooler than interior designer, I think. Maybe I should have said, I'm a treasure hunter. <laughs> but you have to be good at it though too because I've been on those treasure hunts with you and I walk right by something and you're like oh this is so amazing I'm like really it does not look amazing to me <laughs> that, is, that is the fun of it and I think that's what you know keeps keeps me going um for sure yeah it's fun okay so let's talk a little bit about kind of your journey here. So you have four kids, um, ranging from 15 to five. Okay. I couldn't remember how old. Yeah. I can't remember most days. Also. <laughs> yeah, <your own. laughs> I know that's true. I have to think about how old mine are too. Um, and so when did you kind of start going down this path? Well, I, I think for me, um, as a mom of two, my background originally was in sociology and family studies. So naturally, I followed suit and just stayed home. And um, my husband and I just really felt led to adopt after we had two birth children. And so we adopted a little boy, Jacoby, from Ethiopia. And around that time, I was just trying to figure out how could I balance being home and available to our kids, but still be able to do what I love so much. So I have always been in people's homes and um, love decorating and table settings and um, entertaining. So it just made sense to me to go and train um, for a couple weeks in New York City where I was able to do some hands-on design and just get used to what it looked like in incorporating a business. So that was probably about 10 years ago before we brought Jacoby home from Ethiopia. And at the time, it wasn't the economy wasn't the best. So a lot of my jobs were commercial jobs and I had the opportunity to do a lot of work at UNC and some lofts down in Denver and a lot of commercial work. But what I realized from that, and I was thankful for that because it helped us fund our adoption at the time. But what I realized that it was so much more, it was a lot deeper than just design to me. I really missed being in people's homes and just being able to encourage them in that space because it's huge, right? You're, you're 
want to feel comfortable. You want to feel like you can open up your home. So that's kind of where it stemmed for me and just went more into me being in residential places versus commercial and allowed me to have that balance where I could take on projects, but still be home um, with my youngest, you know, and just gave me a lot of freedom. So that's where it started probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance, because this is something that's difficult for me. Uh, it sounds super awesome to work from home, <laughs> which it is. And that flexibility and freedom is amazing. And I feel like there's a bit of a flip side of the coin too, where a lot of times I'm home and I'm working and my family doesn't quite get that I'm working since I'm home. Right. <laughs> How does, I mean, I think we all kind of try and implement strategies to help them understand that we are actually working, but how is that right. for you? Well, I think it's funny because, you know, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and connecting and doing different design and typing up design plans. So mm -hmm. my 15 year old daughter just thinks I'm, you know, having a great time on Instagram. All the time. <laughs> That's so true. So she actually has the hardest time um, with it. But I think what has helped for me is when I bring them to my spaces that I design, whether it's a booth space or a vintage show that I'm doing, I think that has helped resonate with them mm. what I do. And not that I'm just playing on my phone or I'm going to, you know, decorate. Because I think what's fun for me, though, is that they do see how much I enjoy it. So I think it makes sense that they don't take me that seriously, that I'm really doing, <laughs> doing work, you know. But that has been really awesome for me to see, though, especially for my daughter to see that what I'm passionate about is, you know, people and design. And I'm able to put that together and be at home or be running to their soccer games. And mm -hmm. it's not, the, it's, it's not the easiest. So I just think it has been a strong influence in my daughter who's 15 to be able to see that, Hey, I am able to go to your soccer games and engage with other people and be doing something that I love, which is being with people and design. So that has been a really growth point and encouragement to my mom heart in seeing how she sees me. So mm -hmm. that kind of keeps me going, I would say. Yeah. And helps me continue that work-life balance. Yeah. I think that's a great point. I mean, I think it's, it's something we've talked about in the past too, in that setting an example, so often that guilt of, oh, I need to sacrifice everything for them all the time and not have anything for myself. Right. And we don't realize that we're then modeling that they need to sacrifice everything when they get older <laughs> yes. and not live their dreams and their passion and follow what and follow their heart and what they really want to do with their lives so it's such an awesome model for her too and I love that you're able to take them to the spaces like when you're talking about it I feel like that's something I don't have 
or maybe I have it now with the podcast, but like something tangible. Yes. You know? well, so I was, oh, go ahead. Sorry, sir. I was just going to say that that's what I do see with you. And it has been awesome to see how you bring your kids into it and you show who you are. And we've talked about how I can really be, I'm a very social person, but I'm a very private person. So just bringing them into my life and sharing it with other people and what that looks like has really been a beneficial thing. Hmm. I grew up in a home where my mom stayed at home and that's all I saw. And I'm so thankful for that, but you have helped me over the years really find what that, what that looks like, because it is so true that if we're not pouring into ourselves as women, as wives, as moms, then you, you don't have a whole lot left to give. So Mm -hmm. I, I feel encouraged that I have come a long way with that. And you have definitely been one of those instrumental people to help guide me through that and, and find that balance. So, Mm. well, I'm glad. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, it just warms my heart. (laughs) But let's talk quickly about the social media thing, because That like totally struck a chord for me when you said, uh, McKinley just thinks you're on the phone on Instagram, like surfing the web, uh, this whole transition into social media and business online and all of that. I think my family definitely had an adjustment period (laughs) (laughs) where they also were like, you're just on Facebook all the time. Um, And I know the social media piece was something that I like drug you by the hair kicking and screaming. Uh, That's, that's an understatement. That's an understatement for sure. Um, That's true. I mean, I just got on Facebook, what, six months ago. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I have seen that it is vital. It is harder to connect with people. I love being able to be at a vintage show where I get to interact and engage with people. I'm so thankful for that or being in somebody's living room. But aside from that, it really has to be expanded. So I am embracing social media so much more and realize that it has just been a great avenue for me to still connect with people and encourage them and in return also be encourage as well. So mm-hmm. it's not all bad, even though my, I have had to have some boundaries with our kids with social media. So that's <laughs> right? like so funny. Like, how do you explain that it's a good thing? So, oh, it's so true. And yay, yay for being on social media. <laughs> <laughs> it is true though. It's really about how you use it. And I hear so many people say it's negative. Um, and for children, it definitely can be for sure. That's a whole nother topic, but, oh, yeah. but we get to choose too who we interact with and what we see and what we don't see and all of that. So I think that can be very empowering also, but you've really made some huge connections with your business through social media. Yes. I think that 
it definitely, going back to me being a pretty private person, it definitely stretched me to show a little bit of who I am and what I do and put it out there. And I think even as adults, it's easy to get caught up in feeling, are we accepted? Is this enough? Are people going to like this post or this or that? So mm-hmm. that's still a, a growth point for me. But I think just in the past couple months, I have just really been challenged and pushed. And one of the stories, which, you know, do you want me to share that or with? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things coming off of a time spent with you through women rising and um, doing our planners and getting organized for the new year, it just really um, challenged me in a lot of ways. And what the year layout looked like. Well, I had an opportunity to be part of Old House Vintage Market, which is an amazing show. It's in Loveland, Colorado. Bernadette is just an awesome, awesome person to work for. She reached out to me and just said, hey, Brooke, where are you at? You need to be doing this. You need to be part of this show. Well, so much fear had held me back. I think Mm. fear is a huge thing, as you know, with me, Sarah, over the years and stepping out and being Mm -hmm. confident enough in who I am and what I can do. So here she's asking me, and I felt at the time, wow, this is super kind, and I'm encouraged that she wants me to be a part of it. But I thought, surely there is no way I can pull this off after Christmas. You know, how am I going to do it? So I gracefully declined. Well, a couple days later, she announced through Facebook that they had a special guest. And that special guest was Liz Marie Galvin, who is a famous blogger. She's connected, you know, with Chip and Jojo, just has a beautiful farmhouse. She has a beautiful storefront. Someone that I just have really admired in so many different ways. And there was just a check in my spirit, like a punch in my gut. And I actually, you remember, <laughs> called mm-hmm. you I remember that said, call. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to be here. I need to be at this show. And I knew it, but I was terrified. And you just really pushed me and you said, email her, email Bernadette right back, Brooke. You need to do this. This is what it looks like. You have to push through this fear. And so that's what I did. I was welcomed and I did it. I had less than two weeks with a lot of family stuff going on, less than two weeks to put put this show out there. And what do you know? I end up, you know, just having a great show, meeting awesome people and um, getting to interact with Liz Marie Galvin, who I can say now is a friend and such an inspiration and encouragement to me. And the words that she, you know, shared with me at the time, I just knew, okay, God, this is why, (laughs) this is why I Mm -hmm. was here. And I think it was just one of those layers that just pushed me. And I know I thanked you, but probably not enough to, to push me to go and do that. Cause I think it's so easy to be comfortable and I wasn't comfortable, but it's easier now to say like, Oh yeah, I totally did that show and <laughs> rocked it out. But, um, Which that's, did. Not, that's not <laughs> the case though, as we know, behind the scenes, that was not the case before. And so, um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for strong women and dear friends 
who can just give those words of encouragement, I can't tell you enough how far it truly goes. It really just goes so far. So I think just from just friends and, and being able to interact with Liz Marie, who is strong, um, a woman and strong woman of business. I just, I just felt really like a fire was lit underneath. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. I love that story. Mm -hmm. And I think it was more like, I don't give a crap what you have to do. Yeah. You are getting okay. your butt there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, how much do you want me to really say? But yeah, you, I pretty much texted you and was like, call me now. And you're like, what's going on? And it, it just, it really, it was, I would say it was pretty life-changing, don't you think, as far oh, yeah. as um, yes. it went in my business and my people reach and, and confidence, just building that yeah. confidence. And I know at different times you've gotten on Facebook and saying, all right, everyone get on and toot your own horn. I'm like, uh, I'm good. That's a <laughs> very, very hard thing to, to do, you know, mm -hmm. and, and when other people see something in you that you don't see in yourself, that that's hard. So I feel like I'm still growing in that, but that was a real pivotal point for me to see someone that I admired so much, see something in me. So, right. yeah, well, I, I just think this story is such a testimony to so many different things. And I agree, like, um, the power of connecting the power of connecting with people with social media, all those things that we've already talked about, but also that fear piece. And that's something that I talk about a lot is the only way to get through the fear is to act and experience something different, right? That it's right. going to be okay. And, um, that it's, it's a good thing. And then that gives you fuel to continue to act and step out and move forward. But that, doing it anyways, doing it anyways, even though you were fearful, that took a lot of courage and it took a lot of pushing yourself. Even when you were like, heck no, I don't want to do this. I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. It's going to be terrible. Like all of those negative things that I think so many of us as women tell ourselves and then to be able to come out the other side and say, thank God I did this. Right. Exactly. I think that whole thing that you hear all the time, oh, trust your gut, trust your gut. I felt like I just wanted to throw up. You know that. That's all I kept telling you was <laughs> I felt like I'm just going to throw up. And you're like, you got to push through that. That's exactly what it is. So I think there's just so much truth to that. You need to trust your gut. There was a reason I felt like I needed to be there. I needed to connect with these people. And it just was proven. So not to say that the next time I'm not still going to be, you know, fearful and whatever that situation is, but it just gives me a little bit more fuel to mm -hmm. get through and have a little bit more belief in who I am and what I can bring um, to the table. So, right. Yeah. And I don't think personally that fear ever goes away. Like fully, I've talked to people who are huge speakers and, you know, stuff like that. And they're still scared. Like they get scared before they speak there. I think we have this expectation that we'll just be totally 100% confident and not fearful 
and that we can't do it until we get to that point, which is what holds so many people back because it's completely unrealistic. Right. Right. Well, I just, I can't help but look back and think, okay, what if I chose to not do it? You know, how would things be different today? And I know that they would be significantly different. Um, Mm -hmm. I know just overnight, I remember waking up the next day and seeing like maybe my 200 followers grow by like hundreds overnight. And I was like, what? Like little old me in Greeley, Colorado? Like <laughs> this is crazy. So I think it just was super motivating, super humbling. And I think that is what we need to remind each other and just continue to encourage each other in whatever, you know, capacity that is to push through that fear and what, you know, mom guilt or whatever it, it may be. Um, it's just, you have to follow your, your passion and, and push through. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. So let's go back to something real quick. You were talking about the tooting your own horn thing. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways we have some similarities in our upbringing in making sure that you're being super humble and kind of, I know I grew up feeling like if I talked nicely about myself or I'm like, yeah, I rock at this. I'm amazing. (laughs) You know, it was like prideful. It was considered prideful and that that's not something that I should be doing. So are you getting more used to tooting your own horn, giving yourself pats on the back, uh, being more encouraging to yourself or what's your journey been with that? I, I think it is still hard to, to put into words because you're exactly right. There is something, you know, through childhood and growing up, you don't want to come off as you know, conceited or snotty or, you know, whatever, a lot of those labels, I think we as women can, can get, I have been more like giving myself the freedom, I guess, to, to say, Hey, yeah, I I did a great, great job with that. But to be completely honest, it's still not an easy thing. It's really not. It takes a lot of um, prodding from others a lot of times to say, Hey, you did rock this. You should be proud. And so I think it really comes in waves where I go from, wow, I, I did this. I can do this and need to believe in myself to just the other side of things where, oh, what if the next time's not good enough or I can't put on the same kind of show or this client's not happy, you know? So I feel like it's, mm-hmm. it is kind of a, a, a battle, but it was a huge stepping stone for me to see that I'm in the right place. I think that was a huge thing for me is where I am is where I'm supposed to be. And it is so much deeper than just decorating and fluff and design. It really is about connecting with others and encouraging them and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I guess that was a long answer. Of course, like Nate always says, my husband, that there's never a short story with me, but um, (laughs) I guess I guess I'd say I'm still working through it. It still is extremely hard for me to quote unquote toot my own horn. It really is. Okay. So 
I'm going to help you work on that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll help you with that. You, you, you come decorate my try. porch. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, I think uh, Nate said that on Easter. It's funny, but this is the place to tell a long story. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, thank you. He's like, okay, Brooke, here's no 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 this is it's amazing it's so helpful because like I said before I think you know you do the the other piece with social media is you do see people and they're increasing their followers like you were talking about or uh whatever and other people are like oh well they've got to be super confident and know how amazing they are and I think my experience with women uh, in the counseling office is that they all have those, we all have those same feelings that you just described. I mean, most women, but we think we're the only ones that feel that way. Right. And so we don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. So, it is so true. It is. It, it's very true. Yeah, but it's also vulnerable to say, you know, this it's, is where I'm at. It's it's completely vulnerable. And going back to, you know, at the beginning when we were talking, you know, through social media, you're seeing those likes, you're seeing those followers come and you see those followers drop. And so it is a learning experience of how do you find that balance and build up that confidence to know, hey, you know, this is who I am. I'm strong in this. And it doesn't matter mm. how many likes I get in one day or how many followers I, you know, lose because it does mess with you, especially when with my business, a lot of what I do is visuals. So if I post a picture and I lose two followers right after I post a picture that can, you know, that can mess with you. Be like, Oh, was that not good enough? What does the lighting not right? And so mm. It, I think all of us just as women can always try to seek that acceptance, whether it's through social media or in the workplace or at home. So mm -hmm. it is huge talking about friendships and women and building each other up and encouraging us to, you know, be able to brag on ourselves a little bit. And um, we should, we should when we're, we're in that place, it's just easier said than done. So Mm-hmm. True. That is true. Or sometimes I think we feel it more internally, but maybe it's harder to verbalize it too. Yes. But, but I, I mean, you know, internally, if you rocked it out on something, but it's hard to say, yeah, verbally, I'm proud of myself. Yes. I, this does look amazing. And um, really own that. And I feel like, and as you know, the last few months for me really has been um, trying to kind of separate who I am and my own message from everybody else. Because yeah. I do think it's so easy to get entangled in what other people are saying or what other people are doing or what their mission is and not stay true to your own uniqueness and your visuals. They might not appeal to everybody, 
but that's you and embracing that. And there are people who are going to absolutely love it, obviously. Uh, but we focus on trying to fit in the box or appeal to everyone rather than staying true to who we truly are. Yes, it it's that's exactly right. And I was just thinking as you were talking that you can't help but think, well, what do they want from me instead of, you know, what can I give or what can I put out there that mm -hmm. is a reflection of me or what I want to share? Mm -hmm. You know, you can really get caught up in, well, I don't know, is this what they want from me? Is this what they want to see? No, that's not why you're in the position that you're in. You have to kind of pull it back, reminding yourself, hey, I'm in this position for a reason. I'm the professional. I'm the expert in some cases. And, and showcase who you are and what you want to share and move mm -hmm. forward with that. Otherwise, you're just going to be racking your brain all the time over analyzing, which I can so often do. You know mm -hmm. that about me, Sarah. And just worry about what other, think, other people think and what they want to see from you instead of just putting it out there, what you want to share with them. And mm -hmm. so I have learned a lot about just being true to myself, being a lot more vulnerable than I have been before. And so that's just something that I'm working through, just gaining that confidence little by little and building connections as I go, as I truly show who I am and not be as concerned about what the other person thinks. Yeah. So that's hard. I think that's hard in any stage of life, honestly. Mm -hmm. so. Well, we, I must say we have grown a lot in this area because back in the day we would call <laughs> each other and analyze everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Like ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Should I have McDonald's or Wendy's today? Yeah, such <laughs> tough decisions, man. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I can totally identify with what you're saying because yeah um i can totally get caught up in well it's even it's like the people pleasing of social media which is ridiculous yes yeah what do i need to do what's going to catch on who's going to like this yes um and i can i can spend a whole entire day on a facebook post which is absolutely right. ridiculous sure and then it's so funny. I was saying to Aubrey the other day, I'm like, I spent an entire a entire day on this post and like 25 people liked it. And I threw this picture up that I thought was kind of ridiculous and like 115 people liked it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> But yeah. the reality is, is one of them is me overthinking and the other one is me being true and authentic and not being so caught up in how other people are going to perceive it. Yes, exactly. So I know for me, I have to work constantly to recenter myself and like see when I'm in that place. Is there anything you do in particular to get yourself back on track when you go there? Um, usually I'll talk it out with good friends like you, or just sometimes I just need to, to walk away, just, just walk away, 
you know, get a cup of coffee and just remind myself how far I've come. Because it's so easy to get ahead of ourselves sometimes and think, well, what if I do this and I fail at this? And it helps me to look back more at how far I've come. And that really helps me recenter and redirect um, myself. A lot of times, Nate will put me in check and, you know, remind me of all that I have to share with people. And if I, hold that back, then that's not helping anybody. So Mm -hmm. um, when I'm able to let go and just step away and reflect back and not get caught, you know, so far into, you know, the what ifs of of the future, then Mm -hmm. it just allows me to be, you know, more authentic and not as guarded. So I have come a long way to share with people more of my story and share a little bit about my family and things like that. But you wouldn't think as social as I am, Sarah, that I would be so, you know, have such a hard time, but it's true. It's hard. So I just think I just Mm -hmm. have to step away and come back and not let it take up so much space in my brain because that's not healthy and it doesn't help me at all. So, Mm -hmm. but I've been there. I've definitely been there on those days where like this Instagram post took me all day. Like how long it took me to think of those hashtags. I mean, right. you know, so it is, it, it is silly. It is, but we're all there. I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, but I do, I think it's huge what you said. Yeah. I, I mean, the regrounding yourself, the, the remembering where you've come from, huge. Um, and then also having those people who can speak over you and speak yeah. life into you. And sometimes we, we need that, like not to look to other people for our own value and all of that stuff. But we, that's an, it's an example of how we, we do need each other. We do need encouragement from each other. Um, I know I've talked to you and I'm like, this is just where I'm at. And maybe I am feeling down or second guessing or whatever. And to have someone like you who can say, okay, not, here's something I value so much too about our friendship is you don't blow smoke. Like we need those people who don't blow smoke in our lives because we do, it's easy to have smoke blowers who are like, Oh, you're so amazing. You're so wonderful. Blah, blah. No, I want you to call me on my stuff when I need to be called on my stuff and you will do that. And I appreciate that. (laughs) It's, it is so hard though, but it is so important to have those people, you know, you can be so hesitant, but I know when I come to you, or, you know, my sister or, you know, mm-hmm. other dear friends. Yeah. Someone's going to, you know, challenge me and say, hey, Brooke, you're wrong. Or maybe you should look at this and just see it in a new way. And I think with without that, I would be completely stagnant. I would not have any growth. I wouldn't be stepping out. I would not have met the people that I've met. I would have not grown my business. I mean, we can go on and on, right? Mm. That is, that's the truth. We don't need enablers. We need people who are going to speak truth, speak life and, you know, speak the truth in love boldly to us Mm -hmm. in order 
to, you know, help us grow. So I'm, I'm absolutely so thankful for you and your friendship and, and looking back years ago and you telling me, Brooke, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. And let's just say it took a few years for me to, uh, really listen and, you know, dive, dive in. So you're so instrumental to me. Well, thank you. You are to me as well. One more thing I want to say on that point, and then we'll uh, wrap up, but, um, I could just keep talking to you for (laughs) so long, but I think one thing you just said that is huge too is, yeah, the relationships are huge. And the other piece of that is being able to reach out and say, Hey, I'm struggling. I'm doubting myself. I don't, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know if I can do this, man. That's just as big. I feel like, because so often we can just keep all of that inside of our head and not give people the opportunity to speak that love and life over us. Yes. So, Oh, I love it. Okay. So I have a couple of questions for you. Sure. The first one is, is can you tell us over the years, uh, what do you think has been the most vital to your growth? The most vital to my growth has been, I know we've talked a lot about this, but, um, one, uh, my husband's support Two, friends and family that have surrounded me that have pushed me and encouraged me and seen my passion and seen my talent and my abilities have been so vital, um, for me. So I think that's probably been the biggest is just the people that have, have surrounded me Mm -hmm. to get me to, to where I am to push through that, you know, non-belief at times or that fear, or like we said, allowing myself to be, you know, vulnerable. And so I would say really people, dear people in my, in my life that Mm. just has been probably the most instrumental to me in my growth and moving forward to be where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. Number two, what do you want to make sure that people know? I think my biggest thing would be to believe in yourself. And I know that we hear that so much, but really believe in yourself. Listen to what your closest people that surround you, listen to what they are saying, because there's so much truth to that. And don't be afraid to push through that fear. Like that story I shared with you about the last show that I did in January you know, trust your gut and push through that fear, even though you're terrified, phone a friend, um, (laughs) get somebody, you know, that is behind you all the time and, you know, share, share that with them and partner with them. So you can, you know, push through that because that is what is going to make you great and make you more confident and just add another layer and, put another stone, you know, towards the path that you want to go. So that is what I would want to share is probably just push through that, that fear and believe in yourself and surround yourself with those people that are going to do just that. Mm, I love it. Thank you. Yes. 
And so now tell people, um, I know that people listening, I'm sure they want to see the photos of your amazing work and be able to connect with you. So can you tell people what social media you're on, where they can find you? Yes. So the best way to find me a lot of times is on Instagram and that's at Brooklyn Finds. And also on Facebook, which is my business, Brooklyn Finds Design Co. You can also find me on display year-round at A&J Antiques, which is in Fort Collins off of South College. I have a booth there. And But follow me. Jump on. Follow me on Instagram. Introduce yourself to me on Facebook. And that's the best way to follow where I will be for the next pop-up shows. Mm -hmm. and those are the most fun. It's a grab your girlfriend, go, you know, find fun things for your house. And just, those are probably my favorite things to do. So that's where I would encourage you to follow me at is at Brooklyn Finds and Brooklyn Finds Design Co. on Facebook. Awesome. And I will drop those in the show notes as well. So people can have them there also. And you'll definitely want to continue to follow Brooklyn because I know there's big things in store for you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Follow, follow this journey. So maybe yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for pouring into all of us and just for being an amazing friend for so many years and following your heart and pushing through that fear. So we all get to hear your story and your heart as well. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate you having me on. And I'm just so thankful for your friendship over the years as well. And love seeing you pouring into other people's lives and what you do. You are definitely in the right place. So thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I love it and can't wait to see more of what's to come. Right, friends, wasn't that just amazing? I absolutely love Brooke. She is so very talented and has so much love and amazingness to give. So make sure that you check her out, follow her journey. If you are local, she is amazing to work with. I can tell you she really has done wonders for my home and my porch, <laughs> but she's just a sweet, sweet, kind and loving spirit as well. So Make sure you follow her on Instagram at Brooklyn Finds and on Facebook at Brooklyn Finds Design Co. And I will also drop those in the show notes. She can also be found on display at A&J Antique Mall in Fort Collins, Colorado. And you can find her at the latest pop-up shows. So make sure you follow her so you know when those are happening. All right. And now, as promised, your special offer from Miss Eliza Quinn Creates. So Eliza Quinn Creates is changing the way you wear earrings. She creates handcrafted, lightweight, and comfortable earrings made from leather and natural cork in a variety of shapes and sizes. All of the fittings are hypoallergenic and nickel-free. 
She also does custom orders. And I can tell you guys, these are my favorite earrings in forever. I love them. I wear them all the time. They're very lightweight and comfortable and just absolutely beautiful and unique as well. So you want to check her out at Eliza Quinn Creates on Instagram. I'll also drop that link. And she is giving a very, very special offer to the podcast listeners. So if you mention the code together we rise, you will get a 15% discount off your total order. Awesome. I am going to be jumping in on that for sure. <laughs> so make sure you check out Eliza Quinn Creates on Instagram and mention together we rise for that discount. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here with me today. I always look forward to my time with you each and every week. Make sure that you're connected with me on Facebook. Have an amazing week and remember to feel the fear and push through it anyways because absolutely amazing things happen when you do. Goodbye for now.